Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday here on the North Shore Drive podcast, we're going to cover all the big things that happened over the weekend, including the NFL announcing its new salary cap, what that means for the Steelers' salary cap space. Also, the releasing of Mason Cole, what it does for their, their plans at center, and addressing what's going, what we're going to be looking for at the Combine, including with our discussions with Omar Khan, Steelers GM, as the Post-Gazette will be there in Indianapolis all week long. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato, it's going to be a fun episode. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive Podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm Chris Carter. He's Ray Fittipato. We're both PG writers. He covers the Steelers. I cover Pitt, but also you know, chip in on Steelers with some of our shows here. And you can always find this North Shore Drive podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily content that comes out from all of our Pittsburgh sports writers. As always, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. When you go to Mike's Beer Bar, they have over 500 different available beers. 300 of those beers are local and 80 of those local beers are available on tap more on them later ray we'll get to the mason cole cut in a bit in the second segment but i want to lead off with what we saw happen with the announcement of what the salary cap would be i think it's 255.4 million four million dollars in salary cap it was a a big increase of like 30 million from last year um and that increase along with the steelers necessary cuts i believe puts them around the seven million dollar range of cap space instead of being in the red in cap space when you saw this number and you're like okay what did that do for you as far as where you think the steelers can now look at how they can handle free agency yeah i mean for me chris immediately i thought those crazy prices in free agency are going to keep going up so all Mm. those guys who are signing those big contracts in free agency every year Uh, I think those agents are going to try to take advantage of that as much as possible. Because let's face it, Chris, we just had the first year of streaming a playoff game on Peacock. Yeah. Next year, Amazon Prime is going to stream another playoff game. They had record numbers Peacock did. So we're – in other words, the salary cap is only going to continue to go up. So the agents know that, and I, I think you'll see a spike in the free agency numbers this year. In terms of what the Steelers can do, yeah, it creates a little bit more space than maybe they anticipated. I know a lot of people said, oh, it's a big jump. I, you know, the estimates I heard was it's going to be around $250 million. So that extra $5.5 million is significant. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think it's the huge jump that a lot of people are saying it is. 
Um, but it's more money for them to throw around in free agency. Listen, there are a lot of holes on yeah. this roster, Chris, and the Steelers are going to have to fill them via the draft, but also in free agency as well. So it's a little bit more, um, you know, pocket space for them to, to be able to achieve their goals. Certainly. And, and when I when I look at how things are set up for them right now, they have an opportunity, I think, to make some more moves here. We'll get to the Mason Cole you know, deci- decision that's already been calculated. And I think also with Mason Cole being cut, it's now up to like nine-ish million dollars in cap space that, that they have. But we've been talking about other moves that they can make. That's This is all still the nine million dollars without the ten million dollars that they will get as soon as they let go of Allen Robinson, which I still don't know why hasn't happened yet. Maybe they're trying to work out a deal where he stays on the roster, but for a lot cheaper, maybe like two or three million dollars as a cap hit. Yeah. Um, but uh, then you still have other guys like Patrick Peterson who wants to stay on with the Steelers, but a $9.7 million cap hit. That's a lot of money for what he, for the production that he brought to the, to the table. Um, so you look at guys like him, you know, DeMonte KZ, three, who's a $3.8 million cap hit. Um, what could happen there? Uh, you know, or a Larry Ogunjobi who's a $13.2 million cap hit. Um, you look at guys like that. Do you see other cuts happening before free agency for the Steelers outside of like the obvious one, like Allen Robinson? Yeah, with, without a doubt. Uh, I think there will be more. You know, the Ogunjobi is a good one to discuss. Mm. They don't typically like to eat a ton of dead cap space, which they would be doing. That's like a se- over $7 million dead cap hit if they cut Ogunjobi. But as I pointed out in my defensive line analysis that was published on Sunday, Chris, um, they're paying a lot of money to him for not a lot of production. So – Right. I, I think that is in play and uh, you know, we'll see what happens if, you know, if he, if he doesn't want to take a pay cut hey, maybe they'll, maybe they will release him and they'll, they'll go out and take advantage of a very deep class in free agency. It, it's very good depending on what happens with these franchise and tra- transition tags here. Um, and, you know, we didn't even get to Cam Hayward yet. You know, I, I think um, $22 million cap hit, whether, that's a new contract where you add some voidable years or, um, you know, maybe he just takes a straight pay cut this year. Um, I don't think they're going to go into the season spending $16 million in salary on a 35 year old defensive end who's coming off an injury riddled season. So, um, you know, I think we discussed it a week or two ago, they could easily uh, get to 35, 40 million in cash space. And, you know, just with what I just discussed there, KZ as well, um, maybe some others, maybe some restructures. I think they could easily, easily get the 35 or 40 million to uh, to spend. And, you know, we mentioned D-line. They can go corner, probably will go corner in free agency. Um, like I said, there's a lot of spaces on this roster where they can improve. I, I agree. There's a lot of spaces they could go. And that's the thing about the directions they could go. Let's revisit the Cam Hayward talk here. You're right. $22.4 million, only a two sacks last year. Now, <coughs> the Steelers agreed to this deal, and they also you know, had some restructures that allowed to kind of kick some of this money down the road to this point. You know, Cam Hayward, before last season, had back-to-back seasons with 10 or more sacks. And that was worth that's worth a lot when you're getting that from the defensive tackle position. And and he was injured all this year. He he got a a camp injury that lingered into the opening day that got that led to him being on injured reserve for about two months. Um, And then, you know, was never 100 percent this season. But he's 35 this year. So I think it, it is a reasonable question to see how would they find a way he's on the last year of his deal. How do they find a way to make that work? with their situation to open up more cap space. But 
it's not like like some people are suggesting what if you could trade him i don't think that's in the cards for the steelers i think they want to keep their captain around right exactly like that's silly but what isn't silly is trying to find a way to spread this money out a little bit you know maybe giving him an extension like you said maybe adding an extension with the void years that way if he wants to play in 2025 he can like if he finishes 2024 healthy and he think and the Steelers are you know make some really good steps and he's like hey I want to be part of this next year you give him that option but you also give him void years where you know after that he'll still be getting paid after he if he chooses to retire and yeah. that way he's he's it's, he it can be a salary cap cut for the Steelers in 2024 but not money lost to Cam Hayward which I think that he's in a position where he can say you know what I'm not I'm not just giving up money right now. Yeah, I mean that's that's a very interesting um, part of that equation because if Cam is very stubborn and he doesn't want to do that, then the Steelers are obviously going to have to make a business decision, and it's not just a business yeah. decision, right? You're you're dealing with a multi-year captain, a guy who's been a cornerstone yes. of your franchise. So there is more that goes into it than just a straight business decision. But you know, these are the types of things that front offices have to um, encounter every single season. So Mm -hmm. not a lot of it is um, tasteful, right? A lot of it's distasteful, which you have to do this time of the year. So we'll see what happens here. I think with Cam being a Pittsburgh guy and being here for so long, I think they'll be able to come to terms on something, but I'm still not convinced what it looks like. If you look at Cam's social media the last couple of days, it's very motivated to come back. Yeah. from these injuries. Um, it doesn't sound like he wants to give a lot back, but again, you you discussed it. You know, never fully healthy this year. When you get older, the injuries are harder to overcome, and that's just – I mean, that's not um, opinion. That's fact. But it, you know, so thinking that Cam Hayward is going to bounce back to, to pre-injury form, um, I don't think there's a high percentage of that happening. But, again, I still think you want to have your – your captain back. I think there's a chance that he could bounce back and have a decent season, but I think the all pros and those double digit sack seasons, I think those are in the rear view mirror. I hear, I hear that. I want to talk to you more about the cut, a cut they did make along with a, along with the announcement of this salary cap. And that was letting go of Mason Cole, what that means for their plans moving forward. All that here and more on the North shore drive podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter here with Ray Fittipato. Stick with us. We'll be right back. But first, remind you, this show from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. When you go to Mike's Beer Bar, they're they're right across the street from PNC Park on Federal Street in the North Shore. You go there, you're going to have a great time. Why? They have over 500 different available beers. 300 of those beers are from the local area, and 80 of those local beers are available on tap at all times. And every day, they're switching new ones in and out. So every time you go in there, there's a brand new menu with brand new options and brand new ways to enjoy different styles of beer. And if you're a person who loves beer, you'll never run out of favorites. If you're trying to learn about beer, it's the best place to go because you can get everything from all the ranges, from all the breweries in the local area. You also can can enjoy great food like Steak on a Stone, where your choice cut of state is brought to you on a heated stone. And every time you cut off a piece, you press it into that stone and you choose how well done you want every bite at stake. All in a place that has 20 televisions that are always tuned to something with sports on so you can keep up with your, all your sports fixes, whether you're keeping up with your gambling your gambling picks that you've made or just your favorite teams that you want to follow. All that can happen at Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Go to Mike's Beer Bar today, and when you get there, tell them Chris sent you. Back here in the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato. Ray, let's talk 
about Mason Cole. So Mason Cole was was released from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, not too shocking. You know, everyone kind of knew that, you know, his level of play wasn't up there. But there was a question that maybe he was kept around because you didn't know what was going to happen in free agency. Typically, the Steelers want to go into the draft knowing that they have starters at every position that they can at least be comfortable with going into to opening day so that if they right. don't pick a position, they're not doomed after the draft. But Mason Cole was their starter at center. And now, you know, the idea is that if if you were to assemble a, a roster with who they got right now, you put Nate, uh, Nate Herbig or James Daniels at center. And that's not something they probably want to do. So with that being happened, do you see the Steelers being aggressive in free agency at center and maybe going and getting a guy they have to pay a little bit more? Or do they get kind of another starter capable player who's not that expensive and then just make take their big swing in the draft? Yeah, listen, I think – there's a plan there. You you said they probably don't want to move James Daniels or insert Nate, Nate, Nate Herbig in as the center, but, Chris, I think that's an option. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you are targeted on one or two guys in free agency that you know you can get, to me, by releasing Mason Cole when they did, that tells me that in a pinch, maybe even not in a pinch, that Herbig or Daniels could could handle that load. Um, and let's, let's face it, you know, James Daniels um, was a versatile player with the Bears since he's come here. I think he's been okay as a guard. I, you know, I don't think he's been worth $8 million a year, but he's, he hasn't been a bust either. So, you know, I think he's been uh, an average to maybe slightly above average player. Um, if you're not going to sign him to a second contract and he can go back and play center like he did for the Bears, then – He's going to have to do that, and they're going to have to build for the future. I mean, if they see a guard that they like in this year's draft, I don't think they'll hesitate in, in getting him because mm-hmm. Daniels is is in the last year of his contract. So we, we haven't been talking a lot about guards in the pre-draft process. It's been all centers and tackles. But, you know, don't rule out a guy like Troy Faltina, uh, Faltina, mm. uh, from Washington, a guy who can play tackle, can play guard. He has some versatility there. Um, you know, that's an option. So, you know, I, I I probably tend to agree with you. They might have a guy in free agency that they're targeting, but let's not roll out Herbig or Daniels either. They're on the roster. They've played center in the past. Might not be in the recent past, but they've played center in the past. And I think if you give either of those guys an entire offseason to work at it, um, obviously, and the Steelers feel this way too, obviously – they feel like he could be better than Mason Cole was last year. Right. I think that's the, that's the thing there is you want to get somebody like that. Um, and there are options out there in, in free agency, you know, and also another thing is to remember is that free agency is not, the pool isn't finalized yeah. right now. Like the dolphins are cutting people right now because they're way over the cap. There's other teams that have to do that right now. Um, so when, when you, when you look at, when you look at that situation, like they just let go of Xavier Howard, that's a big free agent name added to the pool. Not that that's too shocking of one because he was, you know, 30 years old coming off a season ending injury. And there's questions there. And that's not to say the Steelers are going to target him specifically, but that's going to change how the cornerback, you know, pool is, is, is looked at as far, as far as players. And I think that's where things could get really interesting. If you're the, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and what you're trying to um, uh, accomplish there, um, I think you, you you could be in a position where you could say, hey, you know, who can we who can we go get at, at different spots? But like at center right now, you're still looking at guys like uh, Connor Williams, also of the Dolphins. 
uh, but he's a natural free agent. He was gonna, he was just kind of rolled into it. Lloyd Cushenberry the third uh, from the Broncos. He was a guy they looked in the draft maybe a few years ago. Aaron Brewer, and I think is one, a really interesting one, a guy who went from undrafted to a really good center for the Titans. Uh, he could be one that could be gotten for around like a Mason Cole price, but I think gives you better production than a, than a Mason Cole. And then there's other guys out there that you know veterans. And again, more people could be added to this pool. I just think that with the Steelers' way that they've been growing, it might behoove them to maybe get a lower level center, like, you know, maybe like an Evan Brown, you know, type type of guy, you know, Coleman Shelton's a guy from the Rams who could be available uh, for not too expensive of a price, but then still trying to go get that guy in the draft who could be your long-term guy. And like you also said, guard could be at play there too, or a center who can move to guard, you know, cause that's that, that there, there are some people in the draft that are interchangeable between those positions. But it, it, it to me, the, the releasing of Mason Cole is a sign that, Hey, the Steelers want to get this right in this upcoming offseason. And there will, pro- I think there could be, they'll, they'll definitely one addition, but maybe even two additions to that position this offseason. Yeah, Chris, the only reason I hesitate about adding an interior guy in free agency is you, you just don't need another backup guard center if they do draft a center, right? So let they get Jackson Powers Johnson at pick number 20. You have Nate Herbig making $4 million a year. He can play guard and center. Do you really need another guy that should be locked into because you signed him to a free agent contract? Do you really need a third guard slash center? So that's mm. the only reason that I'm telling people to pay attention to the numbers. And, you know, we, we didn't mention Spencer Anderson. I think they like him better as a tackle, but he could play guard and center um, as well. So um, I, I know a lot of people were connecting the dots there and, and saying this is definitely going to mean they're adding – a center in free agency. I, again, I'm, I'm 50, 50 on it. I could see it happening if they have a specific guy targeted that they want to sign and they think they can sign, but there's also plenty of options on this roster if they don't do that. Absolutely. And there's other guys in, in, in the draft where, you know, maybe they could get them not necessarily in the first or second round, maybe a Cedric Van Pran from Georgia. Um, you know, Christian Hayes is a guard who some people wonder if he can play center out of UConn. Um, so there's, there's guys out there that, that that can that can fit that bill, um, but certainly it opens up the door for a very interesting conversation about how they want to handle that. Well, the combine is coming up. If you're listening to this on Monday morning, both of us, Ray, Ray and, and, and both of us as well as Jerry, like are headed right to Indy at that time. So we're recording this on Sunday before we head down there, but we want to get you a little bit of preview talk before we talk to Omar Khan a couple times while he's there. And we'll also be giving you all the inside looks on all the players who take the podium there and their testing. All that here and more previewed on the North Shore Drive podcast right after this break. Stick with us. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipaldo. Ray, let's get into some of the the thoughts we have before we take off for Indy here. Uh, For one, we get to talk to Omar Khan a couple times this week. What do you think are some of the biggest questions that that, that Omar Khan needs to answer or, you know, could could answer uh, as far as heading into Combine Week? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the biggest topic of the offseason, but... Chris, I, I want to know what's going on with uh, Cole Holcomb. I, I want to know if he's going to be your day one starter in September or if they have him targeted for maybe a September or October return from that knee injury. And um, if it is September or October or near midseason, then they got to go out and sign an inside linebacker in free agency. Um, there's no doubt about that. We just talked mm. about 
all the plans they could or could not make with interior offensive line, to me, you would have to go out and get somebody to play alongside um, Landon Roberts, whether that's Quan Alexander again or somebody else in free agency. I don't think you want to count on this draft um, to get a starting inside linebacker. It's not a great draft for inside linebackers, and it's really, really hard to project how those inside linebackers from the college game are going to perform as pros. So to me, that's one thing I definitely want to get answered. I, you know, I think we will, I think we'll, we'll maybe get a better idea of his timeline there. And then, you know, there's others too, you know, you know, he's not going to answer a lot of questions about future cuts, but um, you know, the, the defensive line is, is undoubtedly a topic <coughs> going into the combine Corner is a big topic, one into the combine. Omar and all the guys that will be out there will see that firsthand. It's a really, really strong corner group. And um, I know we've talked about it, but that also could be in play in the first round, if not for um, a right tackle or a center going at number 20. Yes, certainly. Like that, That's the thing. is The Steelers, whereas it's a disadvantage to the Steelers that they have so many holes to fill, and some of those holes will definitely be filled by free agency and, and be less of a question. But it's also a way for them to not be predictable in this draft class, whereas, you know, going in the past few classes, like everyone kind of knew they needed. They wanted a quarterback. They weren't sure if they'd get Kenny Pickett, but that was certainly a look there. Uh, last year, they wanted an offensive tackle. Broderick Jones was fallen. That made that made the perfect sense. Uh, you know, Najee Harris, everybody was like, the Steelers really want Najee Harris. And like that was pretty cool. This year, you know, things could change. There could be an obvious pick come, you know, April and we're and we're looking heading into the draft. But right now, you could say center, you could say corner, you could say uh, you could say defensive tackle, you could say uh, you know different different positions there. All those those are all positions. You know, offensive tackle, all those positions could be legit first round options for the Steelers and even second round options to kind of switch it up here. And I think that's what's going to make this draft period so interesting or in this combine so interesting is that. Like, you know, the past few years, like last year was my first year going to the combine. I only had to focus on a few positions, position groups to be like, all right, these are the guys I really need to study because the Steelers are going to be heavily invested into these groups this year. I need to pay attention to wide receiver. I need to, I, I you know, I kind of want to pay attention to quarterback, you know, but offensive tackle, guard, center, defensive tackle, defensive ends. Well, unless, unless, unless they're edge rushers at defensive ends, but if they're three, four defensive ends, that's different. But corner, safety, all of that's on the table, even yeah. specialists like punters. Um, so that this this year, the field is just so much bigger to study. And whereas it's a disadvantage that you have to fill it so much, it's also a way for teams to not be able to predict where you are and be like the year where the Bengals jumped ahead of the Steelers to get William Jackson, the third and a year that they ended up picking Artie Burns. Yeah, absolutely. There, I agree with you. There are a lot more positions in play this year, not only in the first round, but the subsequent rounds um, as well. Second, third, fourth round, you know, Chris, I wrote a story that's uh, published in, in Sunday's paper. It's a very strong draft at the top but there's only 58 underclassmen in this draft. And that's because mm -hmm. of the NIL money that's out there. Guys are just staying because they can make a couple hundred thousand dollars um, by staying in college. So it's a very good draft, but it falls off, I would say, you know, after the third or fourth round. So, um, you know, they do have two fourth round picks, you know, we'll see what they do with those. Maybe they feel pretty strongly that they can get a couple of good players at 119, 120, but, this might not be the year where you actually want fifth, sixth, or seventh round picks just because of the way the NIL has affected, um, uh, you know, the draft this year. And it's probably going to uh, affect the draft in future years as well. 
Absolutely. Also, it's a great piece. You also check out uh, Ray talked to former Pitt and Penn State linebacker Johnny Patrician and analysts like Matt Miller of ESPN and Daniel Jeremiah of NFL.com. Like there's, there's a lot of different uh, a lot of different perspectives in there about how NIL is impacting draft classes. Uh, and, and it's a really great piece. Go to post-gazette.com. Uh, click on sports or Steelers and it'll be right there for you, uh, for, for you all to view. Okay. So Ray, you know, last, last things heading in here, the big things that everyone always looked to, uh, the 40 yard dash for corners, you know, people want to look at, you know, explosive, the jumping, the jumping for receivers or for, you know, the broad jumps or the, for, for linemen. Uh, th- there's a few of these events that are always, that always get a big wow. I, I think the 40 yard dash this year, I, there's a lot of people who want to see just how fast are some of these top flight corners like Cooper yeah. and those guys, how do they measure out? That could be the big day cornerback 40 yard dash where a lot of Steelers, a lot of Steelers fans, like, you know, start to say, Oh, I, I want this guy. Or I want that guy. But I, I know for certain there's going to be a, a lot of, a lot, a lot of NFL teams that are also focusing on who are those guys that can keep up with the top speed receivers while also yeah. showing the tape that they did in college, that they could be <laughs> sticky in coverage. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, the, the most overblown drill that's out there is the bench press. I mean, you go and look yeah. at the guys who bench press the most every year. I don't think any of those guys ever make it in the league. It's more of a, a question of, okay, were you working out? Were you working hard? Okay. If you can do 25 or 30 on the bench, um, you know, you're all set if, if you're a lineman. So you know, the lineman drills, it's mostly the on-field stuff that I'm, I, I want to watch. I don't really care what they run or what they bench. Um, but you're, you're right about the corners. Um, you know, Quinion Mitchell, um, it's going to be interesting to see how he runs. I think the, the consensus is that he's going to test pretty well, him being played for the Steelers. And then you got a bunch of other corners, too, in that first round. Terry and Arnold, um, Wiggins, you know, guys like that. Um, yeah, you, you want to see what those guys can do because it is a different game in the NFL. You're going to have to be tracking receivers mm-hmm. deep down the field. You're going to have to stick on them. Longer you did in col- longer than you did in college, just because the quarterbacks are so much more advanced and they're able to go to their second and third reads. So, um, yeah, I'll be looking for that. And uh, big week for the receivers too. We um, I'm sure we'll get into this um, probably Wednesday or Friday, Chris. But Steelers need a receiver in this they draft, do. probably one in free agency too. And um, you know we're going to get uh, get a good look, good long look at a lot of those guys here in Indianapolis this week. Absolutely. Talking with all those players at the podium, talking with Omar Khan. It's a huge week in the NFL and you can keep up with all of it with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com for all your Steelers and NFL draft updates. He's Ray Fittipato. I'm Chris Carter. Thanks so much for tuning into the North Shore Drive podcast, which comes on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the on North Shore Drive podcast and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette's podcast channel on whatever app that you use for podcasts, as well as YouTube uh, to watch this, watch this video, like this video, subscribe to this channel for all of the daily content that comes out from all of our post-concept for sports writers. The next time we're on camera, we'll be in Indianapolis cover, cover, covering the NFL Combine. We'll keep you posted with all those developments right here on the North Shore Drive podcast. We'll see you then here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all the sports coverage from the Post-Gazette that we have to offer, visit post-gazette.com.